carpet on motherfucking camera. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to be cool. That's what I get for trying to be cool. Shit don't work. Say <laughs> so you ain't cool, savvy. What you stupid motherfucker. Yeah, we starting off like that this time. What's going down? It is your humble host, Evan Savvy. How have y'all been, man? Where's that pendulum at in your life for you, baby? Because for me, it's been in a good little spot. I ain't gonna even lie. I ain't gonna even hold you. But I've been grateful for all the blessings and all the shares and new people and just the growth and everything I've been going. And I could go on and on about it, but I'm just happy to be here doing the podcast. I'm very grateful for my team. God bless my team. God bless everybody that's along for the ride. But how have y'all been? Where is that pendulum at for you? If you have been keeping up with me on my sports shit, I have been posting my picks every day. Uh, well, not every day, per game. They post my picks per game about who's going to win. If you've been betting on the lines like I've been betting on the lines, I made some pretty good choices <laughs> now i will say do that shit straight up don't do it on no spread <laughs> i'm not good with that but in terms of who's gonna win i can give you that for the series a lot of people was kind of like oh you stupid for this stupid picking these guys all my shit i'll say this uh about brooklyn for continue on you can't win without a team as great as Kyrie and katie are and i'm fans of both you need a team it's the same thing that we always preach. But it's like, oh, I don't know. They're so great. They're going to. No. <laughs> no, nigga. You need a squad. KD and Kyrie are great, respectfully, in their positions. They can't do everything at fucking once, which is my whole deal. And then Steve Nash is questionable as coach. It's a lot of different question marks with Brooklyn. Not a trash team. It was a bad run, getting swept. They're the only team that got swept. So far in round one, but round two is looking pretty good, like I said. So just keep up my picks. I got y'all if y'all need a little extra guapola. <laughs> but all right, so I go to Colorado and I'm out there just on a vacation, you know what I'm saying? Because the kid works hard, you know. So I deserve a vacation every now and again. So I'll go out to Colorado and me being me, don't know how it happened. Went to a hair shop. If you don't know what that is, a smoke shop. Got to talking with the guy who ran the place. Didn't even know he ran or owned it. And then he invited me to a connoisseur cannabis cup while I was in there judging weed. It was fucking... Ah, nigga. Oh, it's... Homie name was Taco Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What sparked the conversation was when I was in the head shop, I was wearing a cowboy bebop shirt. He said, oh, you like anime? So we got into a deep conversation about it, which led to the invite. So he gives me this number. He's like, here, call them. Tell them I sent you and you'll schedule an appointment and just tell them what time you want to come. So I call. He's like, hey, what's up? (laughs) It's just like a random stoner answering the phone. Right. So I kind of tell him, oh, hey, uh, Taco sent me. He's like, oh, okay, man. He says, what time you want to schedule? So we schedule an appointment and he was about to hang up the phone. And I was like, oh, wait. What's the address? Because there's no address to be found because the invites were word of mouth only. So he tells me this address. I write it down. I was like, all right, cool. He's like, all right, man, I'll see you tomorrow. Now I'm trying to find this place. It's going to sound sketchy, <laughs> but just walk with me, okay? And I'm trying to find it. And it's hard as shit to find. I actually can't find it. 
And it's not because, oh, you're not from Colorado. Like, no, like because the GPS was bringing me to the location, but it was bringing me like behind a building. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, so I go and I end up in the back part of these buildings and I'm going through basically like the alley. And as I'm going through, I start hearing music and I just follow the weed smoke like Toucan Sam. That's what I smell. And I'm like, oh, shit. So this is a legit thing. I go and it's somebody's actual crib, some kind of house. But the house was really nice. It was just really a stoner pad, to be 100 percent honest. And I get to meet everybody in there and it was very warm. It was actually so accepting. I I was skeptical. I was like, why, why are these white people being so nice to me right now? <laughs> you got to understand something. That's not normal. <laughs> but they were genuine. And I love being there. I loved my time there. I'm so glad I took that invite. I met so many dope people. And they expanded my knowledge way more on cannabis um, in terms of the usage and how to get the most out of plants, the market, how things are going. I mean, just gems. Because it was great to be there. But I feel like... It was more of a blessing just to get the information because that's what I'm going to hold with me. I was in there literally taking notes. <laughs> These dudes were laughing at me. They were like, dude, you taking notes. But they were like, nah, you know what? That's actually the right thing to do. Like, hell yeah. Y'all are giving me gems that, you know, you can't just Google this type of shit sometimes. Sometimes you need somebody to kind of help progress the thought. So these guys are telling me things that I had no clue about. Shit that you could do with this shit. I was like, huh? The most heartwarming thing about that whole experience was that meeting so many different people from so many different walks of life. I met people from all over and they're telling me their backgrounds and everybody is a lot more similar than you think. I did talk to them boys from Chicago and I did find out a lot of shit about Southside Chicago. (laughs) Keeping my black ass up out of there, bro. I already traveled by myself. I don't need to be going nowhere where I'm not going to be coming back like a motherfucker. But it was a lady in there, an elderly woman. But she had lost like one of her legs and when i tell you that she was i mean she was stoned out her mind but she was one of the most sweetest ladies i like i've ever met and you know we we talked and got to a dialogue and i don't know people just flock to me and talk to me just my energy my aura i get that a lot and because of that it's allowed me to come in contact with so many great people and i'm only grateful for that and i had so much fun on my vacation Every time I go to Colorado, I always have a good experience. I just somehow just fall into the right pockets. <laughs> in the wake of all that, we were talking about the course of basic run the mill shit, where it's like, well, we being legal here, not being legal there. I'm listening to other people and going through their tribulations of this little flower. And you know what? Since it's post 420, I figured, why not talk about the shit? <laughs> and I wanted to get enough research in the climate and the way that it's shifting now it's a really good time to talk about it a fun fact cannabis is now the fifth most valuable plant past up cotton peanuts and rice corn is still number one and if you haven't been keeping up with uh recent news new mexico just opened up for recreational use not too long ago 4.2 million dollars on the opening weekend it's absolutely fucking crazy now with cannabis being on the fence like it is I figured I'd just do a light course in the situation, but I like to give a full scope. And of course, none of this information that I'm really saying is new or groundbreaking, but it is something to look into, especially if you don't know anything too much about it. I hope I could drop some gems on y'all this episode. So check this out. So some very fun death tolls that I looked up. Alcohol kills 88,000 people a year. 
Wacky Tobacco kills 480,000 people a year. And weed has had a grand total of zero. Big old goose egg. It ain't never killed no motherfucking body. Gets me thinking, how in the fuck is something that never killed anybody? How is this a schedule one drug? You're telling me that weed is the same damaging level or on the same level as like LSD, bath salt or heroin? Hell no. It's not something where you put it down and you need it. People can have addictive personality. And I already did an episode on that, so go back and check that. But <clears throat> it brought me to a Harry Anslinger. All my stoners that listen to this, pretty sure you know who this motherfucker is. So for those that don't, please allow me to walk you through this. So Harry Anslinger, this was the racist, prejudiced asshole who was the leader of the Federal Bureau of Narcotics in 1930, who used propaganda and sensationalist fear mongering to fuck everyone over who wasn't white, basically. In the beginning, when he got into the job, he went after alcohol first, locking it out for 13 years. And then, well, when that prohibition ended, he needed something to keep paying the bills. Well, I need a reason to keep my job. So what did he do? Went after weed. What's very funny about that, they were trying to say that weed makes you violent, things of that nature. And before he demonized it, he said that the idea idea that marijuana causes violent behavior being an absolute fallacy please keep that in mind as i go through this bullshit so now with that being said and to back him up of course he needed some actual scientific information you can't just go around making false claims being the head of a federal uh, federal bureau without actually having some real documentation behind it so he reached out to 30 different scientists 29 of them Said there is no scientific link that says weed makes you violent. Now, that last one, well, we could kind of pretty much guess where it went from here. He took the last one and stretched out everything negative that could possibly be wrong with weed. Highlighted all the negative shit. And then challenged anybody, if you question this, then you're part of the problem, basically. And no one checked him at all. So he was able to do this. And again, this was in the 1930s, right? So he dragged out all that bullshit, like the Boston Celtics dragged out that 08 championship and ignored the rest. So once he went off of there and kind of started instilling this fear, they made a schedule one drug along, you know, bath salt, apparently. He was not alone because you have help from a William Randolph Hearst, who was leader in the timber industry at the time, and also a DuPont corporation who had their investments in nylon. Both of these people in these organizations were scared that hemp, when weed was on the rise, would put them out of business. It was not uncommon to see weed back then. Actually, it was a main ingredient in a lot of things in the 1930s. A lot of benefits from cannabis that you can grab. So they were using it everywhere. And because it was, you know, not a schedule one drug, more people were using it. It makes more sense to attack the commonality. Let me throw these motherfuckers under the bus somehow. Marijuana. You know where it got his name from? If you guess Harry Asslinger, Bitch, you guessed it. he actually coined that term marijuana to make it sound like it was Mexican because at the time people were having xenophobia about the border. But he was playing on that. Sounds really familiar, somebody playing on that shit. Anyway, which is one of the ways that you could use a racist American society that weed, quote unquote, was invading the pure and clean white America. And it worked. And of course, it falsely labeled it as a black problem. Clearly, this man was not afraid to use prejudice to push his propaganda. Boy. To no surprise, in early 1930s, America was all too quick to agree with everything that was going on. No one challenged it, no contest. Especially when you labeled it a black Negro problem. He just went ahead and just ran with it. 
and the impact that it had. It pushed a lot of things back for black people. Just keep that in your back in mind right now. With that being said, so he used all this racist rhetoric that became his most surgical weapon in splitting the nation with statements like African-Americans only make up 10% of the population, but 60% of addicts. Sounds really fucking familiar. Um, quote, Reefer makes darkies, which I know he was probably Reefer makes niggers. But anyway, <laughs> Reefer makes darkies believe that they're as good as the white man. Can't have that. And apparently all this going on is a health issue. Every racist word was seismically damaging to everyone who wasn't white. Even playing on the irrational racist fear that we makes white women sleep with niggas. You smoke weed and like these women, they're going to get raped. They're going to take all our women and stuff of that nature. Now, while it is great to have sex while you're stoned, that's not really the whole picture. <laughs> so, you know, you're talking about Emmett Till type of times where you couldn't whistle, do that type of shit. So that was really really a problem for a health organization this is the other claim was that we smokers were negroes hispanics filipinos entertainers who played satanic music <laughs> like you can't make this up this shit is documented in harry Aslinger's run because i refuse to say his name properly in the 1930s the first anti-weed films were made and a lot of people who known the reefer madness which were videos that were basically trying to scare you like dare programs back in the day. It was just trying to show that if you smoke weed, it's going to make you this crazy, addicted drug person. <laughs> 100% fallacy. Again, all this was to push an agenda for this man to keep his job. And he fucked over the American people in the process. Something that's still bleeding over to today. After he put out the Reefer Madness movie in 1936 and 1937, the Marijuana Tax Act was the first step into the criminalization of we all due to Harry Aslinger. If the war on drugs was the alley tossed up by Harry, then Richard, I am not a crook. Nixon was the one who came, cocked it back, and slammed that shit. Later being exposed for his racist agenda that he had. Check out this real quote from Nixon's aide from the show, Adam Ruins Everything. I don't understand. If he knew it was safe, why would he be so tough on it? Well, why don't you ask Nixon's aide, John Ehrlichman? He said in 1994, we knew he couldn't make it illegal to be either against the war or black, but by getting the public to associate the hippies with marijuana and blacks with heroin, and then criminalizing both heavily, we could disrupt those communities. We could arrest their leaders, raid their homes, break up their meetings, and vilify them night after night on the evening news. Did we know we were lying about the drugs? Of course we did. That's a real quote. Yeah, that's a real quote. Then in 1986, Nancy Reagan opened her unqualified mouth with a simple campaign, just say no. A lot different for opioids, isn't it? Just say no, what's so hard about that? Looking at the numbers alone, Black people get arrested at four times the rate, even though it's used at the same rate among white and black people. There's always been disparity in blacks getting locked up over some bullshit due to over-policing, and there are plenty of receipts. 14 million Americans suffered from cannabis-related arrest records over the past 20 years. It was a war on people of color, not drugs. Fast forward. After the Beatles and Bob Marley stepped on the scene. <laughs> and now weed is legal in 18 states recreationally and 38 medically. And it's still climbing. It's on a roll, no pun intended. And the latest news, outside of New Mexico having that slam dunk opening weekend, 
North Carolina is actually the next that's trying to pass it and make it legal. And they actually have something that they're trying to implement called the North Carolina Compassionate Care Act. The North Carolina Compassion Care Act will provide the sale of cannabis and cannabis-infused product to qualified patients with debilitating medical condition through regulated medical cannabis supply system if signed into law. Whew. Y'all know how I am with reading, so thank y'all for that. Anyway, so the bill passed the both Senate uh, Judiciary and Finance Committees during last year's session. The legislation now sits in the Senate Rules Committee waiting for a floor vote. Uh, Senate leaders have said they will likely revisit the bill in May, which it is now, as it has a broad bipartisan support. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, if you don't know who that is, need to take a look into that, is working to help get cannabis legal at the federal level and trying to implement some cannabis reform. Banking is the major one to get past because right now there is no banking involved with any weed businesses, no dispensaries, nothing. It's all cash. So that makes it a prime target for criminal activity. There's no type of help or any kind of loans that you can get. Anybody on a small business that's trying to get into it, unless you have, I don't know, a shit ton of money, you can't even start up and get off the ground. So if you establish that, you establish a whole bunch of different payrolls, you get a lot of shit rolling, and more people can get involved into the dispensary. It also makes it difficult for them to maintain a checking account, access credit, accept credit, and other debit cards, meet payroll, or pay tax revenue. What they've been trying to propose is the SAFE Banking Act of 2021 is the hopeful solution in all this being pushed forward by Ed Permuter. Hope I said your name right, buddy. Nah. And there's also a Nancy Mason. If you don't know who Nancy Mason is, please take a second. Go look her up. She's very pivotal in this right now because this is the one that's got the ball rolling. She's a Republican representative of South Carolina and now in Congress. And she's pushing the state's reform act, which would end the prohibition of cannabis. It's being supported by Americans for Prosperity. Big deal. You should look it up. Uh, it's a conservative group ran by a billionaire. Another person who said they were in support of uh, Nancy Mace was Amazon. They show public support on Twitter in January. So you're saying there's a chance. Yes, Savvy is telling you there is a chance. It's not a big one, though. It's almost set up to where it's doomed to fail because you need Republicans and every Democrat to pass on the bill. And even some Democrats have shown their reluctance in wanting to sign this bill to make we legal at the federal level but it's time to make it legal and it's long overdue to be quite honest with you but just on a personal level it's helped me with a lot it's just so stupid to me that they're so willing to fight tooth and nail for some old literal bullshit that we could pull receipts on and that you can see where clear lies and a clear attack on black people but anytime that it's involving black people it's slow. We got to take a time. Got to be patient. Do all these things. But let it be an opioid crisis. And we need to help them and look at them differently. Dave Chappelle called a lot of this right on the money. With all that being said, times are changing. And I really do think that we're going to see a reform coming soon. So just keep your eyes on the news. And that's something I normally don't say because I hate the news. <laughs> but keep your eye on this news. So remember, A-R-I-J-U. A-J-U-A-N-A. Marijuana. 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 <laughs> Good vibration, yeah. That's 
Sounds that make you feel right, we keep it blazing, yeah Forever shining this light, we keep it blazing, yeah Boy, forever shining this light, hey Thank you if you made it through that. You make it to this point, you know I really fucks with you. We can get to the motherfucking sports. I'm telling you, man, trust in the kid. I will get you some bread. But again, just straight up, Golden State showed out. They won the game one today. Um, they really held on. And the mighty jaw just couldn't close it. A lot of people are saying that Golden State is going to sweep. I don't think Golden State is going to sweep Memphis, but I do believe that they'll probably get them out of there in five. <laughs> Not too bad, but where Memphis lacks is experience, and that youth is what's going to get them caught up because they make a lot of young mistakes where Golden State isn't. The officiating in that Memphis game was absolutely fucking atrocious. Still won. So props to the Golden State team as an organization because they really did come through and win that. I got the Bucks coming out the East to represent, and I got Golden State coming out the West to represent. Those are just mine for the long haul. These playoffs have been fucking spectacular, haven't they? Even with the sweep of the Nets, I mean, it was still damn good games. Those games went down to the wire. Jason Tatum is growing up in front of our eyes and minnesota was punching i told y'all <laughs> i told y'all like they flipped the switch but charles barkley on tnt was like they play dumb basketball they stupid he's not wrong they were taking a advised shots when all you had to do was just keep attacking or you know go inside even though anthony edwards showed his ass and they extended that series so props to them because they have a real good future looking up it was great to see all these guys come like anthony edwards everybody was Really trying to tell me about Anthony. I just haven't seen him enough because I can't watch Minnesota. I'm in Texas. They don't put those games on unless I'm sitting there streaming it. So I just haven't seen enough basketball to really get a full grasp of how talented he was. And, man, that boy's special. It's a lot of special basketball this year. The same thing with the New Orleans Pelicans, man. They really extended that series with the Suns as well and gave us damn good games. Everybody just been playing out their mind. And the Pelicans also in good hands with that coach. And Chris CP Perfect. Oh, my God. 14 of 14. That's leadership stepping up right there. Killed it. No one's ever done that. So, shouts out to Chris Paul. Can't deny it anymore. He's the point God. LeBronless league. A lot of people think that the ratings would have dropped. But I guarantee you... Uh, it's probably been through the roof because these games have been bananas. In anime shit. I actually fell behind. Don't kill me. My anime head, but as of recently, I've been prepping myself for the Doctor Strange movie. Because if you know me, I y'all know I love the Strange. Y'all know y'all heard me talk about it on here before. So I'm getting myself ready to understand the Doctor Strange. So I'm catching up on all the Disney Plus shit. Yes, I finished Loki. <laughs> I know it took me forever. It took me forever. I'm sorry, but I did. I finally finished Loki. And mainly because, and the reason why I'm saying that this information is going to be pivotal to the movie that's coming out, the uh, Multiverse of Madness. All of it ties in. So it'll be who of you to watch all of it. Even the bullshit with Black Widow. <laughs> Even though we don't want to watch these mid-ass movies. There's shit that's in there that's going to be pivotal later. And unless you want to miss out. Because this next phase is going to be crazy. You just go ahead and watch it. <laughs> just go ahead and watch it. We're never going to get anything like this ever again. We're in 
don't fuck it off being so spoiled by all this fun shit because when it goes away it's gonna be gone that's it it's not it, we're never gonna see a run to this magnitude like that anime is gonna come in but even anime i don't know what epic you'll do like that unless you go for like one piece but then there's no fucking way. there's no fucking way but it's a few that you maybe possibly could do that shit with but no so enjoy this run while we have and the actors that are willing to do it uh, and the right writer is getting this shit together too so my confession is that i've been falling behind on my anime i've been reading i'm still reading the same ones y'all been hearing me uh, rave about so that's jujutsu i'm gonna be reading my hero i'm almost caught up on one piece in the manga oda has some explaining to do lord have mercy and there's a few others like i know i gotta read solo leveling and i wanted to tell y'all about the static i believe that static got approved for another season that's excellent because that means that we'll bring static to the forefront and check this out i read something about some black characters today comic characters specifically and i was like damn i, I had to scratch my head for a second because this is what it is they said how come all the black heroes in american comics all have electricity powers when i read it i was like i see what you're saying but that's not a racist thing to me there's nothing prejudiced about that to me unless there's some kind of undertone but i thought about it i said damn that's true black lightning static storm even though she controls the weather she's mainly seen using that even the miles morales spider-man has electricity i'm like how did I not put those dots together? That's the main thing I was a little bit mad at, me being a fucking comic stand. That I, but I did kind of notice it, like, but not to that extent. I was like, damn, it really is across DC and Marvel. I'm not mad at it at all, and nor can you make me mad at it, because at the same time, Stanley was real as fuck, and he put a black woman as a lead character in the fucking 60s. He was pivotal in that. And then, of course, DC, you know, we had Green Lantern. All the black kids in the Green Lantern, I mean, it was the shit. We had a few different characters growing up. They're just not pushed as much because, guys, I mean, you got to support it. We, we didn't have that conversation on here. A show that I did sneak in that was damn good was Abbott Elementary. Because I didn't even, I don't like The Office. Let's get this out the way right now. Right fucking now. Because I already know y'all. No, I'm not a fan of The Office. I have had people show me clips. And I'm like, show me something funny from there. And I'm open-minded to it every time. And I'll watch it. I get the jokes. Like, I understand the jokes. It just don't hit. It just don't, it doesn't work for me. The way Abbott Elementary is, that works for me. And then my nigga Zach Fox is on there. Oh, man. And he's perfect. He's absolutely perfect for that show. The show had surprisingly a lot of heart. I didn't expect that much heart from the show because most sitcoms aren't this positive. What Quinta Brunson is doing with that show, yes, it's funny in the way that she's presenting it, but the issues that she's bringing up are 100% real, and how she did that was absolutely genius. And if y'all really don't know who Quinta Brunson is or she looks familiar, you can't connect that dot. He got money. That's her. So so she blew up from that, and this is the path that she's on. She has a very interesting story. If you ever want to check and look into that, how she blew up from that and made it work for her. But she pulled together so many great people for this shit, and everybody works. You know, we get a grown up. Everybody hates Chris on there. And he does a really good job um, just showing, you know, his versatility as an actor as well. The janitor on there is a straight up nigga, like straight up. 
pure red hole grove nigga. Like he says the most niggerish shit. I love him. I love that general that he be having me rolling. But he's just real as fuck at the same time. It's a lot of genuine characters, a lot of good writing, which I can appreciate. Good timing. Um, had a little bit of everything in there so nobody feels left out. <laughs> like legit. It's cool. Uh, need something to put in your rotation? Go ahead and watch Abbey Elementary. That's just my recommendation. I want to drop on y'all. Alright, yo, that is the podcast. I'm gonna come back with some more anime stuff for my anime lovers because I'm not about to do y'all like that. Like I said, I've been reading, but everybody don't read, and I haven't been watching and clearing as much shows as I usually have. So thank you if you made it through. If you like it, leave a review, share it with a friend or two. Don't homie be the homie. You could quote me, just quote me. I have been your humble host, Evan Savage. Right. Smoking good, looking good. Girlfriend, what's the issue, huh? Got them hugs, take a look A nigga never ever gonna miss you, girl Get it understood, you looking good Mind and your body got an equal, girl How your soul hangs low like the bottom of your red shoes And I think it's Louboutin too Ooh, reality is wisdom, perspective I like Horace, I don't like horse Hindsight, oh my, I adore For the time being, yes, I am yours Trump my card, it's the ace of spade And I hate to go away without getting this money made Is what niggas be telling you, believe in the reason to act up Nigga lose his job, blame it all on some Bad luck, roller coaster, my eyes not open. The cold comes every season. Trick in the summer, we smoke hundreds. My fall comes often. Evil shit just spews from my mind. I get confused all the time. My wall of space is confined. So you better elevate or lose time. Just lose time. Smoking good, looking good. Girlfriend, what's the issue, huh? Got them hugs, take a look. A nigga never ever gonna miss you, girl. Get it understood. You looking good. Mind and your body got it. Equal girl, how your soul hangs low like the bottom of your red shoes, and I think it's Louboutin too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Say, that, say that, I don't play that. Play I be that. acting as if I'm a better man than my mother, to my brother, from another boy. Oh yes, you can. For my sisters, the kid to share right, and my mother's little kids are good. Forty slugs in my liquor cup, take a shot and I pick you up. Bang bang from the same gang, kick rocks you can't hang. Little nigga with the same man, roll up with his lane hangs, rolling up with some plain man. In the hood of salt. All good, made our own Hollywood. Took a picture of the system. My mental trapped me like an alien. I combine thoughts with divine course and exhale exhaust on my skeleton. Till I want a pair again. Fuck that. If I'm gone, who will even care again? Hate to be American. Get away from experiments. Cause the truth's in the pyramids. Cause we all fucking immigrants. And you're lying through your filaments. Lay back if you drink a bit. And indulge in the nigga shit. This is real nigga rhetoric. Dissolve with the simple shit. Play a different game. It's too easy to be ignorant. Lay back, think a bit. So smoking good, looking good. Girlfriend, what's the issue, huh? Got them hooked, take a look A nigga never ever gonna miss you, girl Get it understood, you looking good Mind and your body got an equal, girl How your soul hangs low like the bottom of your red shoes And I think it's blue baton too Boy, I must be dreaming No way you get me speaking Hope that I'm not tripping Because all I do is think about you Don't light it up, let it up, you know what to do nah. oh. One time, one time for my niggas at the indigo One time, one time oh. Two times, two times for my ladies at another yeah. house Two times, two times One time, one time for my niggas at the indigo All I do is think about you Don't light it up, let it up, you know what to do Angel, coming from a pace out Tell another nigga you ain't never gonna wait So I smash in the range roll Beat, beat, then I add it to the payroll Smoke another dub with a cousin in the bro But I won't say slow Miss a rep 
the foes go Where we ever gon' go To the highest the Horace I Fuck thoughts I am going to this no reply Flatline I get lost in gloss Don't cut pause pause And never pause the cost Bang pause nigga Bang some nigga Roll some no So explain it to me nigga I don't really know But go down the knees And give me